0: Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 48 through 51. Here begins the reading. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Here ends the reading. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, y'all. It is always so good to be up here with you today to dig a bit deeper into what our scripture and theme are speaking to us today. Today, our I am statement from the Gospel of John is, I am the bread of life. In our scripture, we see that Jesus is the bread of life twice, and it's also said beforehand in verse 35. Jesus really wants to get this point across. He speaks about how the ancestors of the gathered crowd died from eating manna, and how he is offering and inviting people into a new way jesus is the bread of life so y'all we we all bring our own lenses that uh with which we engage to different texts right so as a gluten-free human whose entire everything gets absolutely messed up when i eat bread i will admit that on my first reading of our scripture today the part about dying from bread is very relatable (laughs) Also, how did the only person on staff with a gluten allergy get the bread of life text? I don't know, but here we are. (laughs) So, of course, Jesus is not talking about an allergy or even actually being bread. There's so much more to this story of significance of Jesus as the bread of life. But in order to get there, we need to get a little bit of context for where we find Jesus in this passage today. Our scripture is a little snippet of a bigger story in the book of John. Some context that is a little important to know is that Jesus has just fed 5,000 people outside of the city. He took bread that a boy had brought for, for his lunch, fed all of these people, and there was only bread left over, showing everyone the abundance that is possible through a life in following Jesus. What is interesting about this story of feeding the 5,000 is that it mirrors what we know from earlier on in the story of the Israelites. The Israelites, having fled Egypt, are wandering in the wilderness and complain to Moses about how they had food in Egypt, but they don't have any food now. And God gives them manna. There's so much left over, in fact, that the Israelites try to keep it But they find that they cannot because it will spoil by the next day. So, how are these two stories similar, you might ask? Well, Jesus fed the 5,000 outside of the city, kind of mirrors being in the wilderness. He provided for them, and then the crowd gathered begins to do something we are all so very good at they complain. Once Jesus tells the crowd that he is the bread of life the first time, they say things like, isn't that Mary and Joseph's kid, the one that was born in a barn? He was sent from heaven? Please. But my friends, Jesus does not argue with them. He merely redirects them by saying that no one can come to him without being drawn in by God. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So let's talk a little bit about bread, shall we? We have, as humans, have been eating bread for a long time. There is evidence that bread has been a staple in our diets around 12,000 years before Jesus was even born. We have proof that there were grinding stones for flour dating back even twice as far as that. Bread has been around for a long time, and bread is something that is so human. It is grown from the ground and tilled and created with a recipe. It's something that takes time and effort and even patience. It's incredibly tangible, and it's made by humans, but it's also something that almost everyone around the world has access to or has made space for in their own culture naan pita bread crackers tortilla rice pasta pastries you name it any culture has found a way to make and create bread i want you, for you to think about bread for just a moment what are some memories that you associate with bread are they good Are they bad? Every year on Christmas Eve, my mom makes this incredible meal. It's a pork roast with party potatoes, cheesy potatoes, and corn casserole. And yes, y'all, there are a lot of casseroles. It's the Midwest. (laughs) There is a lot of casserole going on. But the star of the show is always my mom's homemade bread. She puts all of the ingredients into the bread maker at the start of the day and by the time we are ready to eat, the kitchen has filled with that incredible smell of yeast and freshly baked bread. That's Such a good smell, right? When it's time to eat, my dad always volunteers to cut the bread, really taking one for the team in dinner prep. but we always all reach in and grab a piece of that soft, delicious, warm bread before it even makes its way into the basket to be shared around the table. Delicious. What are some of your memories of bread? I don't want to assume that yours are all nice like mine. Bread is something that's loved by many, but maybe not all. Maybe your insides are like my insides and it's hard to eat it. Or maybe you've had a really bad experience with bread. Those are kind of easy to remember, right? I bet we all have a moment where we've had bad bread. I have had plenty of times where I have had to choke down a communion wafer that wasn't exactly delicious. (laughs) But it's hard to deny that bread is a staple in our collective history. In white America, it is mainly a side, something you can skip out on if you would like. But back in Jesus' time, bread was more than how we use it today. You see, while Jesus was alive, there were no utensils. People ate with their hands. Bread was used to help scoop up food to get the main course of the meal into bodies for nourishment. And we still do a little bit of that today as well, don't we? There are plenty of ways that we use bread-like things to get what we want into our bodies for nourishment, such as... Pita and hummus, right? That's a delicious snack. Or the breading around kolaches, right? Also good. And since we are in the South, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the deliciously simple chips and salsa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chips are the way that we get salsa or guac or queso, whatever y'all want, I don't discriminate against this, to our mouths for nourishment. Or maybe even fill us up before we eat, right? Who's been there? I have. So friends, when Jesus is saying that he is the bread of life, he's not talking about nourishment alone. He is talking about how he is the conduit for the main course, the part that fills us and sustains us, which is God. Jesus is telling the crowd that if they follow him and his teachings, that they will be able to access life in a new way, that they'll be sustained for the journey. When Jesus says that he is the bread of life, he's associating himself with something that is in fact very basic and very human. Through his words of offering himself as the bread of life, he is a tool for giving us access to a life and a life abundant. Bread is tangible and so accessible as are Jesus' teachings when we study them and work on them together in relationship with others and within ourselves. But friends, I will warn you that sometimes and oftentimes this scripture is used to say that Jesus is the way to an eternal life. That if one is to follow Jesus, they are promised eternal life in heaven after life has already happened. But what is missed in talking about the scripture in this way is that living a life with Jesus is living a life of saying yes to the now, to the present moment. To believe in Jesus and his teachings is more than just a saying yes. It is living a life that is much more complicated and much more meaningful than that. It is a lifelong grapple with what it means to live modeled after the person of Jesus, to love God, to love our neighbor, and to love ourselves. But what is promised? is that Jesus finds us as the bread of life and sharing meals around a table with people by our side, whether that is the bread that we find at the table each week, or if it's as simple as chips and salsa around a table. Jesus is inviting us into a way of living life now in this present moment. By saying he is the bread of life, he is inviting us into using his teachings and his ways of love and compassion in relationship with ourselves, God, and our neighbor. A life that is abundant with love and grace, not just for what is to come, not for the promise of a bright and amazing future once we die, but living into eternal life here and now in this moment alongside our community but what i also love about this is that jesus doesn't ever one time promise that this journey will be an easy one he even talks about how their previous relationship with bread was death right relationships are always complicated aren't they We don't ever always love God and ourselves and our neighbor as we ought to. Things get in the way of what we hope and wish for ourselves and for the world. But what Jesus reminds us as the bread of life is that there will always be nourishment for the journey. And that nourishment is accessible and tangible to every single person. Something we have the fortune to remember every week. So friends, Jesus invites us to live in the now, to share in the bread of life around the table with beloveds, and to know that when we say yes to following Jesus, we find new and different ways to relate to God, to sustain ourselves for the journey with our beloveds by our side. Amen.